have two choices. Listen to your ego and go back to what's safe and familiar or ground yourself in the reality and the truth of what you're experiencing. Hi, I'm Laura, host of Expand, the podcast for coaches who crave more fulfillment in the work that they do, more meaningful results in the clients they serve, and more confidence to rebel against the traditional boxes our coaching industry has placed us in so we can expand into the bigness of what we're truly capable of. When you're ready, let's jump right in. When our clients get stuck in a victim mentality cycle, it can be so frustrating to try and hold them through a coaching, a coaching conversation or a coaching session because ultimately we just want to shake them. Like we want to just tell them, stop complaining. You made the choices you made. Like progress is stalled because of X, Y, and Z reason. And we want to point out all of the things that they're not doing that they could be doing or everything that we could be trying if they were able to be consistent or adherent or whatever. right like as a coach we very naturally have a bulleted list of a bunch of different things that would help them progress faster but on the other side there's this whole other list of reasons why that's not going to be effective for them and the gap is that they can't see that their rate of progress is very often exactly as it should be based on the amount of effort they're putting in or the, the speed at which we are able to move them forward. And that comes with a lot of different factors, right? Like our clients don't come to us in a vacuum. We can't just give them a plan and they can perfectly adhere to the plan and they're just gonna get the result that we calculated they should be able to get based on the formulas we learned in our certification, right? Like humans do not operate that way. And so we have to be able to hold them through a conversations around why the results that they are expecting is not necessarily going to be, experience, be their experience without placing blame or layering on judgment or creating a scenario where shame is a part of the conversation. This requires a, a great degree of art. It's not about knowing more nutrition in order to convince them as to what they should be doing or why they should be doing it. It's about holding really uncomfortable space for us and for them to look at the scenario that they are in through eyes that are not judgmental, through eyes that are actually quite compassionate, empathetic, and and willing to look at the truth of the scenario rather than our perceptions of what's going on, right? We need to learn how to break those two up. So today I wanna go through how to hold someone through this conversation because I feel as though this is a scenario that comes up a lot for coaches and I don't believe that we're really ever trained how to have this conversation. I think traditionally, we are taught that if someone is stuck in victim mentality, that we need to like pump their tires and get them feeling positive and do some mindset work with them and give them more strategies or more action steps and push them forward, right? Like push them out of victim mentality, push them forward towards their goals, prove to them why it's going to work. And I believe that that's the opposite of what we should be doing. I believe that when a client is stuck in victim mentality, there's actually something subconscious going on that we need to be able to look at that will, will really serve them well moving forward into the rest of their journey with you and into the rest of their life. When we, when we take the traditional approach of 
you know, spoon feeding them positive affirmations and mantras and giving them action steps to take and using mindset strategies to shift them into a more positive space, we're really denying them the opportunity to look at why they're falling into victim mentality in the first place. We're denying them the opportunity to look at how powerful it could be for them if they were able to sit in an uncomfortable moment where they're placing judgment on themselves, where they are, where they're expecting something that is not happening for them and to look at it through curious eyes instead of falling into a story about it, right? To like separate themselves out of and look at from like a third person what it is they're experiencing, what it is they're thinking, and what it is that they want, and to be able to piece together for themselves that their expectations have been conditioned into them, that the, the things that they're expecting to happen are not necessarily what's going to happen, and to be okay with that, okay? So number one, I mean, is just that. Essentially, we need to help them understand that their expectations don't match their experience. And so what is the truth behind it? This is how we break the cycle of victim mentality initially. So we need to just open up a really compassionate dialogue around first, I hear you, like make sure they feel heard and understood. Repeat back to them what you understand. I'm hearing that you're really frustrated with X, Y, and Z. I'm hearing that this is creating a lot of frustration in you. I'm hearing that you wish you were moving forward faster. What are you hearing them say? Repeat it back to them. And then let's talk about their expectations. Not through the lens of, well, what did you expect to happen, right? Like we don't want to point the finger. That would be placing shame on them, which I had just said is not something we want to pull into the conversation. But through the lens of something more gentle, such as from your perspective, by, by taking X, Y, and Z action, what was the expectation you were hoping to achieve this week? Or what was the expectation of what you were hoping to achieve in the last 30 days by doing the action steps that you outlined you have been consistent with, right? So bring the truth to the surface. When, we, when they're stuck in victim mentality, what you have to understand is their ego is running the show. Their ego is firing on all cylinders, trying to defend them. Their ego is going, you're okay. You have to look outside of yourself and point the finger and, and blame things outside of you so that you can feel safe, so that what you're experiencing is justified, so that what you're thinking is justified. It's trying to convince them to make decisions that will take them back to a familiar state. And usually, usually when someone's in victim mentality, that familiar state is what they were doing before you came aboard, right? So the ego is like, fuck this. I want you to eat X, Y, and Z again because at least you felt comfortable there. The victim mentality is, why am I even doing this? This is never going to work. I'm never going to get there, da, 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 right? And that's the ego trying to convince them to go back to doing what they were doing before because the familiar state is the safe state and the ego wants to keep you safe. So that is to say, we need to understand that 
when our clients are stuck in victim mentality, it's not that they're trying to be difficult, it's that their mind is taking control and spinning stories about what they're experiencing. So the very first step being pulling the truth to the surface is essentially creating distance between the ego story and the truth. The ego story is a perception, the truth is the truth. The truth is the truth is the truth, okay? So what is the truth of it? What's actually going on? What was their actual expectations? Right? What is their actual reality right now? A lot of the time, victim mentality is based upon one singular triggering event or something that happened that was amplified because they were in a heightened emotional state because of other things going on in their life or whatever. And the reality is actually not that far off of their expectations. It's just the ego is widening that gap to convince them to go back to a safe place. Okay, so we got to shorten that gap. We need them to be able to look at the truth of what's actually going on. Then we can explore um, what they aren't seeing when they're in this state. What are they blind to when the ego is just spinning these stories, trying to convince them to go back to what was familiar and safe? What is it that they're blind to? What is it that they're not seeing? This could be progress that they have made. This could be shifts internally that have lasted over the last few months. This could be a new perspective that they've been able to adopt um, that's really feeling empowering in their life. It could be new boundaries that they've set. It could be more empowering choices that they've made, food-related or not. Like, what are they not looking at because the ego's taking over? Okay, so we want to create some contrast by doing this. So what's the truth of it? And then what's everything that the ego is not allowing you to see that is actually really positive in your life right now? This doesn't have to be necessarily directly tied to the nutritional journey that you're guiding them through, but it absolutely can be. So this feels different than saying, well, what were the wins you experienced, right? Like that's so cliche and vanilla. People, when we ask them, well, what, what are the wins that you experienced? They know what you're trying to do. Like they know that you're just trying to throw wins at them so that they can feel more positive and they're instantly resistant to it. So we don't want to ever approach it through that lens because they're immediately going to pull back. But if we go, okay, so your ego is spinning these stories. This is the reality of what's going on. When we're caught in this headspace, what is it you're blind to? That is a different question they haven't been asked before. That's going to get them thinking, okay? And ultimately, all we're trying to do here is expand upon the conversation and allow them to look at new perspectives without us just giving them to them, okay? From there, we can look at, okay, so hypothetically, your ego wants to take you back to this place. That is the alternative to moving forward. We have two choices. Listen to your ego and go back to what's safe and familiar or ground yourself in the reality and the truth of what you're experiencing. Look at your expectations through a new lens and let's make a plan to move forward. Those are our options. Which one feels best for you? What could happen if we start where we are and we move you forward from this place? What could happen if we adjusted the expectations that you're setting for yourself so that you can feel more successful more often? Which path would you like to take? 
And now very quickly you're painting the picture for them that you can either listen to the stories your ego is telling you, you can buy into that disempowering thought pattern, or you can start where you are. You can have the courage to look at what's actually going on. You can have the courage to look at your expectations, to challenge them, to rewrite them. And together as a team you can move forward either in a new direction or in the exact same direction just with an adjusted mindset around what is it that I'm expecting to achieve? What is it I'm expecting to experience? What is it I'm expecting to see? Most often when someone is stuck in victim mentality, the plan doesn't need to change. Their perception around themselves does. themselves do. Okay, the plan very often does not need to change. It's their perception about who they are, what they're doing, what they expect to happen, and where they're going that needs to change. That is what this conversation facilitates. It is so crucial that you understand that their ego is defending them. So much so that I want you also to recognize when your client is stuck in victim mentality, your ego is also defending you. Because immediately it's going to kick on and it's going to say, they're not happy with the plan, I need to defend myself. It's this constant ego battle if you allow it to be. If you don't recognize their ego with compassion and empathy, your ego is going to take over. You're not going to be able to ask these questions because you're going to be stuck in your own ego defense system. In order for this conversation to work, you must understand what your ego is trying to do as well because you're going to feel triggered. It's going to feel uncomfortable. Your ego is going to want to teach and fix and just solve the problem so you don't have to talk about it anymore so you can push them forward to the results that they say that they want and you can prove to them that you know exactly what you're doing. That's what the ego wants. That's what your ego wants, but that is not helping them. That's helping you. Okay, if you want to help them, if you want to make this about them, if you want to help them fall into victim mentality less often, if you want to experience less frequent episodes of this, you must open up a safe space to explore this together where your ego isn't a part of the conversation. So practice. Recognize your signals when you're getting triggered, when your ego is kicking on to defend you and welcome it, but don't let it drive the car. Your ego's not going anywhere. It's always going to be a part of you. Your ego is just your identity. It's the way you see the world. Your ego wants to defend that so ruthlessly. But when we're in dialogue with a client, specifically when their ego is on fire, when their ego is running the show, we can't come to our conversation with ours. Otherwise, it's just going to be a battle and you're going to get nowhere, and you're both going to leave feeling unheard, unseen, defeated, frustrated, resentful, and that's not what a, a conducive, collaborative coaching relationship looks like. It doesn't feel good for either party. But in order to push your ego aside and invite them to look at theirs and do the same, it's going to require a lot of discomfort because the ego doesn't want to go anywhere. It's going to fight you and it's going to fight them. You have to be willing to feel that discomfort and ask the hard questions and open up space and 
and create an environment where they feel safe to explore with you what's really going on so that they can see the alternative, so that they can choose which path they want. And in doing so, you have to be prepared for them to choose the safe and familiar path. That is their journey if they choose to take it. If you have this conversation with them and they say, I don't want to do this anymore, we have to honor that. It's not up to us to convince them, but it is up to us to show them the truth of the situation and to have compassion for them and to explore with them if that is truly the choice that they want to take, to make sure that they know the consequences of that choice, to make sure that they know that what, what could be possible for them if they choose to move forward with you. My point is, is you have to be okay with either choice being made. At that point, your ego is no longer part of the conversation. If you have an ulterior motive to convince them to choose the path to, to moving forward with you collaboratively, your ego is running that conversation. When you're in a, a place where you are perfectly content with either choice being made, your ego is no longer running the show. So ask yourself, do you have ulterior motives? Are you trying to lead them to choose a certain way? Or are you simply the space holder? Are you simply acting as a mirror for them? Are you reflecting back what they need to see so they can make the choice that's most empowering for them at this stage in their life, given what they most desire? That's hard to do, so hard to do. But it's so necessary, not just in this conversation, but in every conversation. This expands into every single conversation that you have with them. Do you have an ulterior motive? Are you leading them? Are you convincing them? Are you trying to prove to them why they should be thinking or feeling or moving in a certain direction? And if you are, we have to look at our ego. We have to look at what we're getting out of them making the choices we want them to make. Because if they make the choice we want them to make, we feel validated, we feel safe, we feel certain, but this is not about us, this is about them. And we have to be willing to not feel safe or certain or validated in order for them to achieve the, the, the destination that they most desire. I hope that this was illuminating for you. I cannot wait for you to try this flow with your next victim mentality client. I know it's gonna change everything for you. And if you want a little bit more on some more really difficult coaching scenarios, I actually have a freebie for you. It's called Power Questions. Inside of it, I go through the five most, most cringe-worthy coaching scenarios that we always come up against with clients. And I walk you through a flow very similar to this one on how to navigate each of them. I'll link it in the show notes so you can grab a copy if you wish. I hope you love it. I know it will change so much for you inside of these really tricky, tricky conversations. And if you have any questions, of course, please reach out to me on social media. You can find me on Instagram and I'll be happy to have a conversation with you about where you're at and how we can make tweaks to your approach to move you and your client forward. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening in. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want more, I'd love if you'd subscribe to my show wherever you get your podcasts. 
Good karma points for also leaving a review while you're at it. And lastly, if you're looking to dive even deeper, you'll find a ton of free workshops, mini trainings, and the details on my mentorship program, Trigger Mapping, over at laurapoberin.com. See you next time.